What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trains out of Zion. <laughs> Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. It has been a long time since we have spoken to you last. It is a new <laughs> year. It is all new. We are here with myself, John Eddie Jr., and my co-host, Tom Tuttle. How are you doing, Tom? Doing great. It's you, you hit the nail on the head. It has been a long time. But I'm ready to get back into it and at least let everybody know how we did this year in fantasy football and all that. Yes, we will uh, jump right in. Uh, like I said, we've been off for a while. Real mm-hmm. life does get in the way, but hopefully we will be back. Yep. And uh, every week you will hear something from us from here on out. That's that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, I think our schedule's uh, a little more aligned now. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. We want to do it every week, and we're we're going to be dedicated to do this. We're going to do it. All right. Well, let's jump right in. The uh, biggest news of the day. We are recording yep. this on uh, Monday the 7th, and it looks like the Packers have a new head coach in yep. the Titans offensive coordinator, Matt LaFleur. All the other head coach candidates have been notified that they're out, so it looks like LaFleur it is. What do you think about it? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, the Packers definitely needed a change from McCarthy. There's no doubt about that. Um, we've both been down in McCarthy. I just, I honestly hope the the Jets don't go in McCarthy's way. <laughs> if they do, if they do, I really hope that it works out. Like maybe he's got something that I haven't seen, and maybe it's not just all Aaron Rodgers over in Green Bay. But um, anyway, the Packers got their new coach, offensive coordinator originally and let's we'll see, we'll see what happens with that i don't really know too much about him but the titans offense isn't something i would brag about but hopefully it's aaron it, Rodgers. yeah hopefully it just means he's there to you know just lead everybody in the right direction and stay right. out of aaron Rodgers' way and hopefully <laughs> for your sake if the jets do hire Mike McCarthy, it'll be mm-hmm. maybe an Andy Reid situation. Maybe it was just time to part ways, and he'll yeah. pick it up in a new place, and he'll lead the new team to the playoffs year after year. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. The Jets have interviewed multiple people, so we'll see. Maybe maybe one of them be McCarthy. Maybe, maybe not. We will find out, hopefully very soon. I'm sure it's all yeah. going to start falling into place very shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are just now done with the wild card round of the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> a lot of surprises. Uh, there's only one uh, high seed that won their game, which was the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And our other teams winning this weekend are the Colts and the Eagles. Oh, my God. I cannot believe <laughs> we pulled that one out. Uh, uh, and uh, the NFL has officially changed Cody Parker's missed field goal to a blocked kick by Trayvon Hester. So for everybody out there crapping on Cody Parkey, it wasn't all his fault, although I'm not 100% sure that that block may not have almost helped it go in instead of it already being way out and barely missing. 
Yeah, it's really know. hard to tell. I've watched the replay. It's really hard to tell what exactly. I could see something hit, but I don't. It's really hard to see. But here's the thing: Parky's got to kick that ball higher. I understand that he's just kicking, you know, the way he kicks. But that ball in that situation, you got to make sure it doesn't get blocked. I'm not putting all the blame on him, obviously, but man, in that situation, <laughs> you got to make sure that field goal gets through the uprights and he has unfortunately for him he has hit the uprights so many times this year that it just makes it look even worse it does and i kind of feel bad for the guy i know i probably yeah. shouldn't he's a kicker and that's his job yeah. but he is an ex-eagle so maybe there was some kind of secret <laughs> double agent thing going on. i mean trey burton was inactive and cody parkey was missing game-winning field goals i don't know what's going on in chicago but apparently <laughs> they didn't want to get that game won because we practically gave it to them and they still didn't pull it out but Enough of the Eagles. We're not here to talk <laughs> NFL right now. We're here to talk fantasy. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got a little bit more uh, regular NFL news, though, and the last team to win uh, on the wild card weekend was the Chargers, and the Patriots yep. are welcoming them to town. Well, the forecast calls for three to five inches of snow and a high of 30 degrees. The last time Melvin Gordon played in the snow, he broke the NCAA rushing record in <laughs> three quarters. Yeah. So does this spell doom for the Patriots, or are we just going to see the Chargers collapse like they normally do? Well, that's a good question because the Chargers do have that tendency to collapse, but I don't believe in the Patriots, and I think the Chargers are – a lot better of a team than people give them credit for, and I think that they're going to give the Patriots a run for their money. But I, it's really, that's it's a tough one because the the Patriots are the Patriots, and once they get to the playoffs, Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and it's hard to beat them. But I, I, I said that the Texans were going to beat the Patriots and you know, rival them when obviously that didn't work out. They did end up making the playoffs, but. I, I, I think that I think the Chargers are in for upset this week. All right. Well, if we have time at the end of our episode, we will get into next week's matchups in the divisional round. But uh, first, we have another <laughs> bit of running back interesting statistics. Le'Veon Bell. Everybody remember <laughs> Le'Veon Bell? He <laughs> didn't that? play it down this year. Um, <laughs> he still leads all NFL running backs yards after the catch since 2014 even without playing yeah this season at all that tells you something about the talent of the guy I, I mean that is the guy is really talented there's no doubt and he wanted to get paid he made his statement he's gonna get paid by somebody hopefully the new york jets but i don't know who it's gonna <clears> be <throat> <laughs> but he's gonna get paid there's no doubt he held out it ended up looking kind of bad at some points because connor was doing pretty well and so it didn't seem like he was going to come back there and get his money but he's going to get his money somewhere he is and the Steelers are going to look like a completely different team next year and that mm. is scary mm -hmm. because if they have no levy on and yep. who knows what AB is going to do Antonio Brown we'll talk about him a little later too yeah, uh, but and Ben Roethlisberger seems like he's kind of the catalyst to everything and who knows what yeah. he's going to do. Maybe he's just going to hang it up, say, screw it. I don't want to deal with the drama anymore. I wouldn't be <laughs> surprised if he just impromptu says, screw it, I'm retiring. Yeah, I think a lot of it falls on Mike Tomlin. I like Mike Tomlin. I really do. But 
something in the last couple of years has clicked the off switch as far as the locker room, and it's not been good. So we'll see what happens. I don't know how much longer he's got there either. Well, we've got a long off season to talk mm-hmm. about all of this, and we will go in depth on all this stuff over <laughs> the course of from here until August when our preseason football begins. We we will let you guys know. Uh, one more bit of news that's fantasy and NFL related. Yeah. Uh, Tom and I were exchanging Russell Wilson statistics the other day. <laughs> he asked me who I thought was the one guy in the, what, the last five years, the only one that has had a winning record every year. Is that what it was? No, no, it's it's the only play, current player. I don't know in history if, if, if Bart Starr has ever done something like that. But the only current player playing right now that has a winning percentage in every single year he's played that has at least played for five years. Because gotcha. you can't just take one person like uh, I've – some rookie or whoever has been right, in there right. for one or two years. So, yeah, it's been a winning percentage every single year he has played. Russell well, Wilson. Well, that's pretty impressive considering the last couple of years everybody has been, oh, Russell Wilson's he's not going exactly. to be good yep. this year again. No, his line's yep. deteriorating. Well, we have seen his line get better this year, and that mm-hmm. has led to him having a passer rating – of 158.3, a perfect passer rating, when targeting Tyler Lockett this year. The yep. only time that has happened in NFL history. Yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts, to be honest. I, I, when you sent me that, I was like, what? I mean, I, can't, I, I had just previously looked up that thing I just told you about him having right. the, the best winning percentage, and I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. And I I saw that and I was overjoyed because I had ended up trading for Tyler Lockett in the flag league. So that is a very, very good thing to look forward to for next year, possibly. Uh, I know he didn't have a bazillion, you know, catches and targets, but I also get return yards in that league. So he was more than serviceable. And I'm very excited to see if him and Russell Wilson can keep up that pace, which is pretty much impossible, (laughs) but we'll see. Yeah, it is impossible. I mean, you have, you have to be perfect. (laughs) It's not possible. All right. Without further ado, let's talk about the year and Mm -hmm. what was good and what was bad and what we told you so about, and all the intangibles that go along with fantasy football. But we will start with our Listener League winner. Yes, yeah, we did continue our Listener League, even though we were not giving you a podcast every week. Mm-hmm. And our winner was Armand. And he decided to take Leighton Vander Esch as his jersey. So, apparently a <laughs> Cowboys fan. Yeah. I'm a little sad to see us sending out a Leighton Vander Esch jersey, but hey, what better one to get if you're a Cowboys fan than your young upping, up right. and coming starting linebacker? Yeah, and that's uh, for his sake. I hope he gets it soon because I sent <laughs> it out to him. I hope he gets it right now so that he gets it for this next game coming up. Um, I would hate for him to have it and then the. Cowboys get knocked out of the playoffs or whatever. I'm not wishing anything ill on his favorite team. I just – anything can happen when it's the playoffs. So oh, I hope he gets it right now so that he can wear it for that game. That is funny you say that because in my new job, 
Uh, there's a Bears fan that I've been talking to. He's a mm-hmm. big football guy, and he just told me today that he had ordered a Khalil Mack jersey with one-day shipping, but oh. it had some two-day processing, so he's not going to get it, or it's sent out today. So he didn't even get it to wear for this weekend. <laughs> I felt so bad because, uh, yeah, yeah, now he's got to wait an entire season to wear it on game day. Well, see, he had to pay for it. The listening right. league winner did not have to pay for his jersey. True. So there, there's a plus for him. He can wear it next year and still have a good, a good thought about it. All right. Well, we will definitely be doing another listener league again for the upcoming season. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if our reigning champion would like to defend his title possibly for next year and yeah. see how that goes. Uh, we're going to move on. We're going to tell you how Fantasy Fuel did in our leagues that we did as a team. Tom and I, mm-hmm. we had a couple of leagues. We did the Amateur Podcast League, which yep. we did end up in the championship game against, but our team just yeah. was, didn't come to play. And we went against Fantasy Lens, and they their team just went off. We got beat 171.5 to 99. Even though we were the top-scoring team in the league, our guys were not showing up in the playoffs. Yep. yep. So, like I said, in our championship game, 171.5 to 99, we got destroyed yep. by a team that consisted of Patrick Mahomes, Delvin Cook, mm-hmm. Jamal Williams, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph when he had his best day of the year, and Robert Woods who went <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, so just crushed, and our team had been doing wonderfully, although quarterback was an issue for us later on in the year. We started with Roethlisberger. We went to Wentz, who was extremely consistent, and we actually ended up the last couple of playoff games with Josh Allen as our quarterback, who was doing just <laughs> fine rushing the yeah. ball and scoring touchdowns. Uh, Alvin Kamara did fine for us. Tariq Cohen was up and down. Michael Thomas was fine. Juju was yep. fine. Eric Ebron had one of his down games, of course, and then goes nuts every game after that. Uh, Tyreek Hill was fine. Justin Tucker was fine. And I picked up the Jets' defense against Green Bay just because, and they scored a touchdown, but we only got three points out of them because they allowed 44 points. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was a good good try. We were on a six-game win streak going in, but ran into a juggernaut in the last game in the championship. It, it felt like we were the best team in the league for a while, and then – they were really I mean they just they clicked really well at the last second there. Yep. And we just we couldn't we couldn't overtake a team like that and that week. But whatever, we made it to the championship league cha- uh, championship in that league and we did really well everywhere else too. So go ahead with that. Yep. Uh now we'll go to our dynasty savages league where the playoffs were a little unstructured this year. They didn't get set up quite correctly. So championship yeah. week was actually week 17, which, as we all know, is kind of a big no-no. But we went with it this year. It's a dynasty league, so it'll get figured out next year. So we ended up, uh, our team again, just kind of poo-pooed in the game to see who would go to the championship game and who would go to uh, the third place game. Uh, but in the third place game, we ended up pulling that one out in week 17. And again, Josh Allen as our quarterback in week 17 scored 42 and a half 
points. Meanwhile, Philip Rivers, our other quarterback in the Superflex, scores eight. So between the two of them, we got 50 points, which is normally what you'd want, but not when you get 42 and a half from somebody. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, you know, that was that league in itself was pretty fun to go into, but then the, league, the rules were called strange, like you said. But yeah, that league was was a lot of fun. Uh, there was there was some kickers, uh, not kickers, but there was some things <laughs> about that league that I didn't enjoy. Some of the rules were kind of weird and whatnot. But uh, we did really good in that league as well. So I, I though we have one more league that we were kind of in together, but kind of not at the same time, and we won it all. We did, and the team that we had at the end of the year consisted of Patrick Mahomes. Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I had Robbie Anderson in there, but should have played uh, Larry Fitzgerald probably, but didn't matter. Yeah, didn't uh, matter. Adam Humphreys, who had some really good weeks. Zach Ertz, of course, who was great all year long. We'll get to him a little bit later. Jamal Williams, who was great after Aaron Jones went down. Chargers defense and Kaimi Fairborn, Fairbairn <laughs> as our kicker in the last one. So, yes, yep. we ended up winning... That one all made the playoffs and everything that we teamed up in or were doing together. So, all in all, I think Fantasy Fuel had a very, very good first season as a podcast when it comes to the actual game of fantasy football. Yeah, and and me personally, I got into the playoffs every single league that I was in this year. So, I felt pretty good about that. Like, it doesn't happen every single time where you get every single one of your leagues you make the playoffs. But this year I did, and I feel good about that. And I, I don't know how you did. Did you make the playoffs in most of yours, I assume? Uh, most of them. I did a lot of leagues this year, and there were a couple where everybody I had was getting hurt, so there was nothing I could do about it. Like one particular league I had. Let me pop it up really quick here. My team consists of Philip Rivers, Christian McCaffrey, Tevin Coleman, Jarvis Landry, Christian Kirk on IR, Nelson Aguilar, Evan Agram, David Johnson, who of course was not what we had hoped, uh, Marvin Jones on IR, Cooper Cup on IR, Corey Clement on IR, Will Fuller on IR, Sony Michelle, Trey Burton, David Njoku, and Traquan Smith. So there was just nothing I could do. I just, week after week, somebody was going down on IR. Every receiver I'd get. Uh, my best player, obviously, was Christian McCaffrey, but he can't keep an entire team afloat. So, you know, just things like that. But I did make the playoffs in most all of the other ones. Uh, won the division in the flag league. And since we're on the topic of the flag league now, we have to make me explain a trade that happened between you and I. <laughs> uh yeah that trade <laughs> i don't remember everything but i was being ridiculed for doing that trade because i traded it's a it was a what's the word i'm thinking franchise that's not the word i'm looking for well let me pop it up really quick here, yeah. and we can tell everybody exactly what the trade was uh let's see here okay your team the saints gave up kareem hunt jarvis landry and a kicker that wasn't on a team anymore and you received in return lamar miller julian edelman deshaun jackson and cody parkey 
<laughs> and I know that uh, doesn't sound like a great deal at the time. You were giving up Kareem Hunt, who was awesome. But yeah. Kareem Hunt was going to be on bye in Week 16, and you needed to win. You needed players in your lineup. And the people that were ridiculing me had, didn't understand that. And I didn't I – didn't, I mean, they weren't ridiculing. They were just like, why are you doing this? But it, I don't know. I, I needed to make the playoffs this year because I felt like if I didn't make the playoffs, it was a complete failure. And so when I did that trade, I got guys in return that would help me for that week and could help me throughout the playoffs if I did well. And it, it ended up working out. I, I made the playoffs. If I would not have done that trade, I would not have made the playoffs. It was 100% guaranteed. I checked it all out, make sure. And unfortunately, it didn't really – help you that much because no uh kareem hunt ended up uh not I got playing one game him. out of him <laughs> and you didn't even really need him for that game did you uh no i didn't need him fortunately to uh win the division and all that good right. stuff but yeah once the playoffs actually started i had like no running backs almost i think i had uh wendell smallwood and uh, Alfred Morris, maybe it was. It was mm-hmm. not not a good set of yep. playoffs. So, <laughs> and of course, I had uh, Devontae Freeman on IR all year. So, yeah, right. Uh, I was not very good. very happy to get Cream Hunt on a cheap contract with uh, three yeah, he, years left after this year. I mean, he still might end up being on a team somewhere. So, it's not all lost yep. yet. And if he, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know what's going to happen if he gets suspended or whatnot, but. Um, if he comes back on a team and he ends up getting suspended, you can just put him on the IR and it's okay. You can just, yeah, you know, take that. I mean, it's not that much. It's like, it, it kind of suck for you if you, if that <laughs> happens, let's hope he gets on a team. And first of all, I don't want to get too much into the video, but we don't condone anybody hitting anybody, especially a woman, of course, not. uh, in any circumstance, but it, this one doesn't seem to look as bad as some of the other ones that I've seen. I'm not condoning it. I don't know what the NFL is going to do, but I'm going to let the NFL make the decision. And if he gets punished by the law, then he gets punished by the law. I, it, more power to the law. And this one, if they can punish him, punish him. I, I don't have any problems with that. Yep. We'll we'll find out. Um, again, we'll be here all off season breaking it down. So maybe <laughs> maybe we'll yep. maybe we'll talk about it one or two more times before next mm-hmm. season gets started. Uh, so now we're through our leagues. We've told you how Fantasy Fuel did, um, and now we're going to give you some of our awards, our fantasy mm-hmm. awards. We've got a few here. Uh, we're going to try and do offense and defense for most of them, though defense is a little harder to uh, pick through for some. So yeah. we'll, we'll see We'll see what we have in store here. Um, for our first award, we have most dependable. Yeah. And on offense, I have Devontae Adams. Absolutely. He scored... 16 points as his low point in a PPR this year. That was his lowest game of the season. Yeah, that's he didn't awesome. go 
amazing a lot of weeks, but my goodness, you could stick him in your lineup. It didn't matter who he played against. He was getting you points. It might have been 10 catches for 37 yards or whatever it ended up being, you know, (laughs) for the 16 points, but he was getting you points, and you can't ask for anything more than that, especially when you were getting him in the second round this year. Yep, Uh, dependable is the category, but it's really, if you want to rename it, it's consistency. True. Who was the most consistent? And he was definitely one of, if not the most consistent wide receiver in the league as far as fantasy goes this year. And I actually have a two, two people for my most dependable. Okay. And I have them tied. And then it's Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey. Um, if you combine both of their fantasy productions together, they were under 10 points eight times. So it doesn't sound amazing but it's actually pretty good at the tight end position yes. not so much <laughs> at any other position but there's not a whole lot of tight end tight ends in the league that can get you 10 points to begin with but Kelsey was a little bit more consistent than Ertz was but it was so close that I felt I needed to have both of them in there because when when Wentz went down and got hurt and he didn't come back that's when you kind of saw Ertz's production go down a little bit but if Wentz is in there I, I think Ertz is the the guy to have at that point, and he probably would have been my sole dependable winner. But I decided to give it to both Ertz and Kelsey because, listen, tight end is more valuable than you know. It is something you have to have, and these two guys were amazing. I mean, they they both had really good weeks. They both had a couple weeks that was like, eh, but it was nothing huge. I mean, you you always get something out, like we said. Dependable is more about consistency, and I give it to both of them. Perfect. I like it. Tight end was just something that (laughs) was so frustrating for most people this year that if you you didn't have one of basically four or five guys this year, Mm -hmm. you you might as well have just flipped a coin and picked somebody off of waivers and – hope for the best so <laughs> that's kind of what i did in the flag league yes you i was did. just like what i don't know what to do and i was like i had almost nothing literally and i traded away i got greg olson which worked out really well for a little while and then <laughs> it didn't work out at the end but that's all right okay so we'll stay with our most dependable and on defense for you idp players out there mm-hmm. i have a rookie i cannot believe yeah, how dependable Darius yeah. Leonard was. This guy was insane. I'm looking at his stats in the flag league. I see 13 points as his low. 13, 13, 13 and a half, 14, 15, 25, 24, and a couple of 39s in there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you didn't have to worry about him, and he is a rookie. So for years to come, you might have the next, uh, you know, Brian Erlacher. Yeah, uh, racking up stats like you wouldn't believe in this league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost went with him. I kind of had a feeling you were going to do it, <laughs> so I didn't do it for that reason. I also didn't do it because he is a rookie. And sometimes things like that happen when you're a rookie. You get you get these stats, and it, then it doesn't translate to the next year. True. I expect it to with him. I do because he is really good. Yes. But – but I had to go with somebody else, and this one's a little bit of a homer pick as well for me. <laughs> but Jamal Adams, to me, is the most dependable oh, yeah. award. He averaged almost 20 points per game. All right? He only went under 10 points once. This guy is one of the best defensive players in the league, and he was 
the best scoring fantasy safety this year. And it's not just that he's a New York Jet. He <laughs> is he is a really good guy to have in your fantasy league. And I expect he will go really high in most drafts uh, coming up um, next year when people are trying to get him. I, I mean, this like like I like I said, I almost went with uh, Leonard, but I. I, I guess it was a little bit of a homer pick, but <laughs> <That's all right>. I, I, <laughs> I I had to put him in there because he just really is that good. When you average almost twenty points a game, that's pretty that's pretty good. Now there's one other guy I want to bring up, kind of an okay. honorable mention in this one. Uh, he scored forty eight less points than Jamal Adams at safety, but he actually did not have a game with less than ten points. Yeah, so that's he consistent. may have been a smidge more consistent, but he just didn't mm-hmm. have the bigger games. And that's right. Derwin James. That guy right, was so reliable. Yeah. Uh, he, and he's going to have bigger games, especially if the Chargers defense keeps playing, you know, yeah. getting better. So, yeah, those are our most dependable on offense and defense. The next one we want to do are a weak winners. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean, these guys went off a few times mm-hmm. this year and if you had him in your lineup you had to have had a bunch of crap in the rest of your slots for you to lose the weeks. <laughs> exactly so before we say our actual winners for this category i want to do our honorable mention because i don't know how many people actually played this person when he went off and that is derrick henry mm-hmm he went through week 13. He was ranked number 39. Yeah. But finished at 16 because of weeks 14 through 16. Right. So if you had him and you actually played him in the fantasy playoffs, good on you. It was yeah, a you, wild <laughs> card of a pick. But hey, if it happened, didn't. great. <laughs> yeah, you probably didn't unless you didn't have anybody else. Maybe that's why you did. But yeah, that's. That's somebody I would not have expected to end up in no. the top 16 or even close to that, to be honest. But I guess I'll go first with sure. my first weekly winner. And mine's a little outside the box. I thought a little bit too hard on this one, maybe. <laughs> but it is Marlon Mack. Okay, so Marlon Mack had – he's not a huge guy to have in this year at all for most of the time. But during week seven and eight – he scored over 30 points in each one of them weeks. And this is a this is a big bye week time. So you got guys that are on buys and you need somebody to step up. Marlon Mack stepped up for you in week seven and eight. Many different players are on bye, and you have to have that win. So I picked him. And he, most of the year, he's probably a, a decent flex option. But seven and eight, if you played him, which you probably did if you had him, because you probably had somebody else on by. He stepped up for you, and he won you the week. Yes, he was definitely a great fill-in because we weren't sure how well he was going to do after you know starting the year off right. and hobbled and yep. whatnot. So it will be really interesting to see where he goes in drafts next year because he did yeah. look really mm-hmm. good in like the 12 games that he played. So yep. Yep. I'll be looking forward to seeing where people are taking him. My week winner this year was a guy who went fairly high in drafts, 
And he did okay most weeks, but there mm-hmm. was like three weeks where he just went <laughs> off. And I'm talking about our guy, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. He just... I. Week one, I was like, oh, my God, what are we getting ourselves into? Patrick Mahomes is just, he's going nuts. Tyreek Hill's going to have 25 touchdowns. Like, yeah. Who is going to stop this? Well, of course, you can't keep Tyreek Hill up every single week, and there are plenty of options on the Chiefs. So he couldn't do it yep. every week, but there was like three weeks where he just he, he yeah. went through the roof, and you know if you had him in your lineup, you were winning. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go right into the defensive player because I'm pretty sure we have the same <laughs> defensive player. This guy, qu- quite frankly, he's amazing all year. But week seven, he yes. had, oh he had 60, 60 points, and that's Aaron Donald. Yes. I I think it goes without saying that even if you didn't have him for week seven, you probably have him in your lineup every time. But, oh my gosh, 60 points for one player – I'm happy if I get 60 points out of four players. I mean, (laughs) that averages 15 points for each one of them players. I mean, hold on. Remember the IDP episode where I said said Sue wasn't going to take production away from Donald because some (laughs) other podcast said that there he was? Well, there you go. There well, you go. You are absolutely correct. That is also my weak winner yeah. for the defensive position, and here's why. Now, most of you are saying Aaron Donald. He's one of the best defensive players in football. Right. So yep. why would he be a weak winner and not, you know, like most consistent? Well, here's why he wasn't most consistent, because he scored zero in week one, yeah. six in week two, mm-hmm. three and a half in week three, eight yep. and a half in week nine, and mm-hmm. Unfortunately, for you people in the playoffs, if you have IDP, he only scored four in both weeks 14 and 15. Yeah. But here's the weekly winner part of it. In week four, <laughs> he had 25. In week yep. seven, you said he had 60. Week 60 eight, points. 21, 10, mm-hmm. 28, 11, 25. And he also had in weeks 13, 37. And if you made it to the <laughs> championship game and had Aaron Donald, he got you 38 points. Yep. So that there's wins you, your man. weekly winners, maybe a championship winner. Yeah. If you yeah. had him and you survived his four point weeks in fourteen and fifteen. So <laughs> listen, Aaron, if you if you didn't win week seven and you had Aaron Donald, the rest of your team would had to be garbage. Oh, like yeah. it's almost impossible for you to not I, I'm gonna just flat out say it's impossible for you to not win <laughs> with a 60, 60 point person and it's a defensive person. Yes. It's not even somebody you expect to get sixty points. It's somebody <laughs> that is on defense. So that to me, that's just that's just amazing. And he's always been amazing. He he, he ended up finishing higher as far as defensive ends than everybody. He was on the top of the list. But that sixty point game and the other ones that you mentioned, that makes you a weekly winner every single one of them weeks. That is right. We will now move to our comeback players mm-hmm. of the year, and we probably have the same ones in these two. Nope. Uh, nope. Oh, all right. Well, I'll start off with my offensive one. It's pretty okay. vanilla. Uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, I yep. told you guys to trade for him after week three when he was having a rough start to the season. Yep. And guess what? He had one heck of the rest of the season and actually ended up with the second most touchdowns behind only Patrick Mahomes. Uh, if yeah. that's not a comeback player of the year, I don't oh, know what is. Definitely is. 
But I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I didn't want did. to be so easy <laughs> that I had to go with somebody else. And that somebody else was Odell Beckham Jr. I know he didn't play the last four weeks of the this, of this season. So if you're lining him for the fantasy playoffs, you got nothing. And that sucks. But even with missing the last four games, he still finished 15th in points among wide receivers. So if you take away them last four games, he averaged 21 points per game, which puts him at number six in the league at wide receiver, just behind Adams, Hill, Antonio Brown, Hopkins, and Julio Jones. And he didn't have less than 10 points in any of his games. You stole it right from me. (laughs) I knew you were going there. (laughs) Uh, so he's he's not dominating like he used to in the past, but he's still right where he needs to be. And if he gets a better quarterback, who knows what might happen? <laughs> I mean, he did he did great with with Eli. I mean, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? I mean, the guys I I didn't expect him to come back and be in the top six for average. Um, I expect him to be maybe top ten, just maybe squeak in there. I I listen. He got hurt last year, and I didn't know what to expect. I knew he was still going to be good, but he 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 looked good to me, and he, he deserves to have some kind of recognition. So I gave him the comeback player of the year in fantasy football. I I thought of Andrew Luck. That was the first person on my mind. <laughs> I just said I said to myself, "That's just too easy. I can't do that." No, I like it. It's not bad, and it's really hard to put up amazing numbers when another person on that same team we could have put as one of the most dependable in the year. And we were a little Mm -hmm. hesitant on it at the beginning of the year. We just weren't sure what the Giants had to offer. But my goodness, they force-fed the ball to Saquon Barkley. So obviously OBJ couldn't put up his amazing numbers like he had been. And that's something that I'm more than willing to you know, say – I, I was wrong. I'm, I'm not going to really say I was wrong, wrong, because I didn't. I didn't say that I, he was going to suck. I didn't think that. I just thought that Barkley was inexperienced, which he was. He didn't have the experience of anybody else in the league that has that was going in the first round for running backs. But he proved me wrong. He he is first round worthy, 100. percent He's going to go in the first round next year, and he's worth he's worth it. Yes. He he deserves it, absolutely. It's going to be another, if you're in the top four or five picks next year, you're going to have your yep. pick of one of those running backs, be it Barkley, Gurley again, even though he kind of tweaked, we'll see what happens in the playoff yeah. games. Yeah. Zeke, Christian McCaffrey, all all these, I mean, then you still have, who knows what's going to happen with, you know, Lev Bell and guys like that and David Johnson again. I mean, yeah. there's going to yep. be some steals out there next year, and the first Ten picks might all be running backs next year. Who knows? <laughs> That's very possible. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell? Because I don't even know if he'll go in the top five picks. Depending on what happens, like, where's he going to go? Yeah. You know, is he is he actually going to sign with somebody? <laughs> what's going to happen there? But um, I do have a feeling our comeback player of the year for defense is going to be the same. Well, of course, because um, we're both going to be homers about it, but he still deserves it. So absolutely. without yep. further ado, will you announce our defensive comeback player of the year? J.J. Watt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of obvious, to be honest, but he finally is back to his old self. It took a long time for him to get there, but he's back, and he looks 
and he looks good and he looks right. Unfortunately, they lost uh, the playoff game, but I lo- I just love watching him play. It's it's like when uh, Reggie White was playing. I was just like I gotta watch this this guy. You don't usually watch to watch defense, but he's one of them guys that you watch to watch defense because he's just that good. And I would like to add that uh, he did not have a sack against the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 16. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to edit that out. No, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) So from Comeback Player of the Year to our biggest busts of the year, I've got a couple of players here, and defense was a, a... little hard to pin down on a bust so i've got a personal i've got a personal defensive bust but we'll start with the offense and i have two players and they were one that was going in the end of the second to the middle of the third round and another guy that just kept rising and rising and Mm -hmm. rising and i was Mm -hmm. seeing him being taken to the end of the third round and the first one is jordan howard who, yep. for all intents and purposes, for the Bears, did a good job for them this year. Yeah, he just yep. was not fantasy relevant very often. Not really. And the other nope. guy that I mentioned, Royce Freeman. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. remember there was somebody in the Facebook groups that was yep. just pushing Royce Freeman? He yep. is going to be the next coming of Adrian Peterson or whatever he was saying. <laughs> and guess what? We and, all well, forgot his name. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I kind of I didn't forget about him, but yeah, when when you put this all together and you told me that Royce Freeman was one of your guys, I was just like, "Oh, wow." Yeah, kind of forgot that he was there. And I if I would have remembered him, I would have put him down as my bust, <laughs> but I didn't. Um but yeah, I completely agree with you. Jordan Howard, I, I don't know if I would have gone with a huge bust, but it was a bust, uh, nonetheless. And I mean, we can talk about Cohen later when we talk about some of our yes. "I Told You Souls." But uh, I'm gonna go with my bust, and this one's a little bit out of the, outside of the box a little bit too. But to me, it's a huge bust because his ADP for wide receiver wasn't really high, but it was Chris Hogan. His ADP was 24, Ooh. and that was for wide receivers. He's 24th in wide receivers for ADP. Not super high, but many people were expecting a lot out of him, especially with the Edelman suspension. Well, he ended up 74th. Ouch. So that is a huge, huge difference from where he was getting drafted. Yes. He played the entire year. So it's not something that he was out for this week and he's out for this week. And he played the whole year and he was 50 50 spots down from where he was being drafted that as, is... as far as wide receivers. Yeah. That's not – I mean, it's it's even more if you add everybody else in there. So this guy right here, Chris Hogan, for me, the biggest bust of the year. That's, uh, that's a pretty good one, especially since uh, he teased in week two with two touchdown <laughs> catches. Yeah. It was like, all right, right here we go. Yeah. And then he had – Three other double-digit performances, and his high on the entire year was 19.8. This is all in the flag league. And a total Mm -hmm. of 109 points off of 35 catches in 16 games. That is horrible. So, yeah, (laughs) that's a pretty good one for bust of the year, Chris Hogan. I'm pretty sure we all were saying here on Fantasy Fuel that we weren't touching him with a 10-foot pole. I didn't have him on one of my leagues, not one. 
All right. Well, I have my personal defensive bust, and okay. that is Micah Hyde. I okay, yeah. have been such a big fan of his, especially in leagues where you get return yards. And yeah. he was so good last year and the year before that. And this year he just he disappeared for me. And I was very, very frustrated playing him because I just felt like any week he could, you know, have a couple of returns and that would make up for everything. Yep. And I could play him again. And I, I ended up dropping him in one league just because I had other safeties that were outscoring him by a lot. So it really, it really sucks. I'm not going to say it's a Homer pick for you, but it really sucks when you have somebody that you've been dependent on before in the past. And you're like, okay, he's going to pick in a gear at some point. I got to keep playing and keep playing. And it just never works out. It really sucks. But yeah, that's a good one. I couldn't, th- I could not think of a bust for my life when it came to defense, so I just skipped it. Uh, you have to forgive me for that one. That's all right. Uh, now we're gonna move along to a little something we call our "I Told You So" awards, <laughs> and that's gonna be our version of "Topped Off" this week. So here we go. Without further ado, "Topped Off" number three. So, for our first I Told You So award, I'm going to let Tom tell you his. Well, I told everybody last year that Lamar Jackson was going to be taken, not taken, but he was going to be playing at at the end of the year for the Ravens. And guess what? He was. And... I was getting a little worried because Flacco was starting to look pretty good at the beginning of the year. And I was like, all right, maybe this, maybe that's not going to happen. But then it happened. And Jackson actually looked pretty good. And I actually think he saved Harbaugh's job. I, I really right. do. Yeah. And, and, and I think that without Jackson, I think Harbaugh's fired. And I don't think they make the playoffs. And they, don't, they definitely don't win the division. So they won't make the playoffs. But the guy is electric. He is electric on the field. He still has a lot to learn when it comes to throwing, but he is amazing when it comes to running. It's it's like we said before. It's Michael Vick 2.0. It's it's not maybe 2.0. 2.0 sounds like it's an improved <laughs> version. He's not an improved version of Michael Vick, but he's he is Michael Vick esque. And I can't wait to watch him the rest of his career. It, we'll see how long his career lasts because when you're that type of quarterback, you usually get knocked out pretty quickly. But we'll see. I really like watching it. It is fun to watch. Uh, the thing that gets me about Lamar Jackson is he had 170 pass attempts on the year, and he had mm-hmm. 147 rushing attempts. So <laughs> as a quarterback, that is insane. Yeah. Six passing touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he did enough to average you – very very well at the end of the year if you were in yep. quarterback trouble for whatever reason uh he only had one game of less than 20 points and that was 18 versus the falcons so you can't really ask for much more out of a rookie running back that's going to use his legs more often than his arm at least mm-hmm. my first i told you so is mm-hmm. Very, very early on when everybody was talking about the rookies that had just gotten drafted, all Mm -hmm. these new cool toys that teams were going to be showcasing in the preseason, everybody forgot about Chris Carson. 
I didn't forget about Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. And he may have won some people some leagues because he did really, really well later on in the season. And yep. that offensive line for the Seahawks surprised yeah, everybody. I, it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's something that I have. We were going into the year, Seahawks. Ooh, yeah. You were saying don't, don't sleep on Chris Carson. I was thinking kind of the opposite of that. <laughs> but, hey. You told me so. I told you. And here, here's a <laughs> breakdown because it wasn't clear right away. I mean, he, he had a double-digit yep. performance right away. Uh, yep. Then he had a three-point performance. And then a 24-point performance <laughs> against the Cowboys. And then he was out against the Cardinals. Mm. And then a 16-point performance against the Rams. And you're like, okay, he's back. And then a seven-point performance. And then a bye. <laughs> and then a 24-point performance against the Lions. And then a five-point performance. See, the now Chargers. this is like the, the – this is – all this, what you've said so far, is the perfect model of inconsistency. Exactly. But he's inconsistent. He's inconsistently consistent. <laughs> right. So if you know that, if you know that he's going to be crap this this week, then you say, oh, maybe I don't do it. So I can, I'll play him next week. So sometimes when the stuff like that happens, it's okay to have that guy. It was literally every other yeah. game that he played. You could <laughs> count on him. Yeah. And then week 10, he was out again. You're like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? But from week 11 on, yeah. 15, 16, 16, 18, and then in your fantasy almost championship week, and then championship week 30 and 27, and then he threw yep. another 25-point performance at the end of the year in week 17, Chris Carson. Mm-hmm won you some leagues. I about guarantee that. So I yeah. told you, don't sleep on him. So hopefully not everybody out there slept on Chris Carson. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I have another I told you so, and this one goes back way back before the season even began. This was one of our Drop first off. episodes that I did. It was my TTS. I don't think I only did one TTS all year, and I really liked it. We should do that more often. But um, – Zach Ertz, I said Zach Ertz was going to be over Rob Gronkowski. And you said, okay, whatever. But I told you so. Zach Ertz was not only over Rob Gronkowski. He was over everybody except for Kelsey at the end of the year. Kelsey kind of put it in gear and Ertz kind of fell off a little bit. But Gronk was so far back that it wasn't even close. So I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) I told you so. That's it. Moving on. I was hoping you were right. I just was a little <laughs> more realistic because I wasn't quite on board uh-huh. with you. But uh, here is my... Topped off number two. And my topped off number two. We talked about him earlier, but I'm going to talk about him again because I gave you a guarantee mm-hmm. that Devontae Adams would be a top three wide receiver... Mm-hmm. And beat Odell Beckham Jr. Well, of mm-hmm. course, we didn't get a full season out of Odell Beckham Jr., but right. Devontae Adams did have a higher average than him in the games that they did he, play. He and did. if you look at wide receiver, at <laughs> averages, <laughs> the number one wide receiver is Devontae Adams. So You are correct. I told you, don't sleep on him. I got him in every league that I could get him in. 
which wasn't a, a lot, year. unfortunately. But yes, he was amazing. Amazing. You were absolutely spot on. I was. I wasn't saying that I agreed with you, but I didn't disagree with you on that one. And I remember <laughs> that. I was thinking, well, it's Aaron Rodgers, so I can't, you know, put it past it. But I didn't think he'd be top three. I thought maybe, maybe top five if he squeezes in there. But I didn't think he'd be number one. Oh man, I, you were spot on with that one. And we'll see what happens next year with a new offensive coordinator and hopefully a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, maybe they go out and get another wide receiver. I know they like their young guys, but if they're not going to step it up, they're going to have to go find somebody else because it's not working with Aaron Rodgers right now. He's a great quarterback, but he needs more than just Adams. All right. And finally, topped off number one. I'll let you start this one, Tom. All right. Um, this is my biggest one. <laughs> and everybody, if you're a listener, you know exactly where I'm going with this. The I told you so, number one is Christian McCaffrey. Now, why do I say number one? Because it's not just because he's, my, he's the guy I was bragging on the whole year. It's because guess who ended up number one? as running backs and i said that he would go over zeke and a lot of these forums that i'm posting chris <laughs> mccaffrey is going to be better than zeke and every single almost every single person was like no way that is not going to happen i like christian mccaffrey but there's no way he's going to be higher than zeke i said i'm sorry i just have to disagree with you no. and i just left it <laughs> if Zeke would have played 97% of the snaps. We might be talking a different story here, but Christian McCaffrey <laughs> did play like 97%, some ridiculous number of yeah. his team snaps at running back. Everybody was, oh, C.J. Anderson's going to steal all the touchdowns. Right. C.J. Anderson got right. ran out of town. Yes, he did. And that was that's something I, I said in one of my uh, – separate episodes at uh, that time of the month, I said, C.J. Anderson, I mean, he's going to be fine. I didn't think he was going to be ran out of town like he was, but uh, this. listen, Chris McCaffrey's awesome. He's going to be awesome next year. And if I would have just listened to you in the li in the listener league. Oh, oh you were talking no. about my top oh. off number one, I told you so. <laughs> I told you. Ah. Just go with your gut, and you will look <laughs> – like a genius, because yeah. everybody out here that's listening, I told Tom he had the number one overall pick in the listener league. And I said, <laughs> why not? You're not going to get him at number twenty. Yeah, so why true. not take Christian McCaffrey at number one and put your money where your mouth is? Because I didn't think he was going to be the best <laughs> running back in the league. I thought it was going to be somebody like David Johnson or somebody like like Le or Le'Veon Bell at the time. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, that was that's a different side. But or like Todd Gurley, somebody like that. I did not expect him to be that good, but he was, and I was wrong, and you told me big time. <laughs> well, that's all right because we had Christian McCaffrey in a couple of leagues, so yeah, I do being have one wrong more. with I, being good. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. I do have one more. Uh, I told you so that we didn't plan for. I'm gonna okay. put it out there. We all already right. discussed it a little bit, and that is Tariq Cohen. I said because, and it's I just mostly a feeling, kind of like an ESP to in a sense, but because Matt Nagy was so high on Tariq Cohen, I said this guy is somebody you got to have on your team, and if you didn't get him, that's 
too bad on you because he did really, really good this year. And, man, he is a, he's an elected player as well. He's one of these guys that you just you turn on the TV to watch this guy. And uh, fantasy-wise, amazing. I think he was in the top ten, I believe. I am not going to look that up right now. But In the flag he was, league, he also had return yards. But in the flag right. league, yep. he was – uh, number nine overall. Okay, and yep. he started off really slow. We're both talking to each other right. like, oh, yep. man, maybe Matt Nagy was pulling a fast one over on us. But then in week four, he showed up, had 53 yards on the ground, seven catches for 121 yards and a touchdown. And since then, he only had one bad game. Well, two if you count uh, championship weekend. That's not good. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and we're going to edit that out of the show. Uh, okay, moving uh, on. <laughs> all right. Uh, so those are our I told you so's. Uh, that means we were right about a few things. So yep. maybe keep listening. We're going to have mm-hmm. a full off season to keep you informed. Uh, before we go tonight, I want to do some quick predictions for the divisional yep. round playoff games. Uh, we talked a little bit about it before, but New England at home versus the Chargers, maybe a little snow could be a fun game to watch. Yeah, yeah. Who do you actually think is going to take this one? I actually think that the Chargers are going to win, but it would not surprise me at all if the Patriots win this game. I mean, that's, that's what are you going to say? The Patriots win, you're going to be like, eh, yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. But I actually think the Chargers have a very good chance of winning this game, so I'm going to pick them. Uh, they went up against Baltimore's defense, and they they put up enough points to win. So if they can do that again, right. and Phillip Rivers goes mistake-free, I do believe mm-hmm. they can come out with a victory. But I but would I not I just put money on it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. I just don't – I honestly don't think the Patriots are as good as they have been in the past. And the record this year kind of proves it. How how often do they lose five games? Yeah, I mean, the last few years often. they haven't. Yeah. Uh, the game that, uh, other than Philadelphia later, the game that I want <laughs> to watch this week is Indianapolis versus Kansas City. The two yeah. top touchdown throwers in the league are going against each other. This is the most combined touchdowns from quarterbacks in a playoff game versus each other ever. 89, yeah. 50, and 39. <laughs> Holy crap. Are we going to see some fireworks in this game, or are they going to let us down? They, they, if this is a, a really low-scoring game, it's going to be really disappointing. <laughs> but I believe it's a tough one for me, but I'm going with Kansas City. They're at home. I I I can't not put my trust in Mahomes at this point. I think Andy Reid has actually got something here. He's actually not digressing his team. He's actually staying par with his with his team, and I don't think that they're going to lose this game. I Again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts – because the Colts have been so great the last few weeks, so amazing. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm going with Kansas City. All right, I got to go with Kansas City too. They're They're too good. They're too hot. I know Andrew Luck has had a great, amazing comeback season. He looks stronger than ever, but I just don't know that he can keep up with Kansas City. But I hope it's a shootout, and I hope everybody enjoys the game. It it really wouldn't bother me to see either one of those teams win as long as they beat New England if the Chargers fail to do so. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Before we go on to the next game, 
last week, I know we're trying to wrap it up, but last week I, I showed you something before all the playoff games started. I, sh- I didn't show you. I told you. The top ten teams <laughs> yes. for, for the year. They had every single one of the playoff teams except for the Cowboys and the Eagles. And guess who's still in it? The Cowboys and the Eagles. So apparently they don't like the NFC East. But here we are. Cowboys are going against the Rams. Who do you like in this game? Oh, man. It's so hard to go in this game because if Philly ends up winning, which we'll talk about in a minute, Mm -hmm. I would almost prefer to have to beat Dallas. Yeah. In the third game. But I don't know that Dallas is going to be able to play in L.A. and beat them. I asked a uh, <laughs> a Cowboys fan at work, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't uh, the one you know of, but there's another Cowboys fan at work, and uh, he <laughs> I asked him I said, "Do you want to play the Eagles in the championship game?" And he said, "No, much <laughs> rather play the Saints. I want to play the Saints in the championship. I don't want to play the Eagles." Wow! And I was just like, "Wow, that's telling you something. It is. That's telling you that they do not want to play against you guys." So I'm I can't pick the Cowboys in this game though I don't believe they're good enough to the the Rams defense is just too good for the Cowboys offense and I believe that the Rams are going to score enough points to win this game and I don't know what's going to happen the next week after that we're ha- we'll get there when we get there but I think the Rams have to win this game I think so I I almost don't want to play the Rams a second time if we make it that far. Right, I, but, I hear man, it, that that's a tough one. I don't even want to watch that game unless there's a bunch of injuries. <laughs> I think that's what I'm rooting for most. And we shouldn't root for injuries, but that's, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. <laughs> so let's end with the matchup of all matchups. Mm-hmm. The two teams that have already played once this year, and New Orleans won 48-7. to yeah. Now that was an entirely different Philadelphia Eagles team. Mm-hmm. We had just been decimated at cornerback and they put up an insane amount of points on us. And Carson Wentz looked about as bad as he has ever looked as an Eagle. Yeah. But we do not have Carson Wentz in this game. We have Super Bowl MVP <laughs> Nick Foles and he is playing with confidence. He has yep. beaten the Rams the Texans, and just the Bears this weekend. Yeah, Those are three of the best defenses that we have seen this year at times. And New Orleans, uh, I mean, yeah, they can score a bunch of points, but if we can put up points on those teams, maybe we can actually keep up with them this time. That's a possibility. Um, I, I It's really, really hard for me <laughs> not to pick the Saints. I can't. I'm picking the Saints. I'm going to pick them to win. I don't. I I don't want them to win, because I actually do like the Eagles. Um, I, I, there's just something about the Eagles. They got this charisma that they just. It's really hard for me to root against them. Um, they have. They have. I don't know. It's like the underdog mentality. Every single. Every single game this year is going to. They're going to be the underdog, just like last year was. And I just. I'm not going to go against. The underdog, <laughs> but I have to go with the Saints because it's just this to me is the biggest, the biggest spread 
in my opinion. Oh, it is. For every, every game that you've played throughout the playoff for the last last year and this year. Yeah. So they, I, I just I can't go with the Eagles. I want to. I hope they win. I'm rooting for them. But I believe I think the, the, Saints are gonna win. the spread opened up at nine points in favor of New Orleans after Sunday night. So that yeah. tells you anything, which, again – I don't know if people have learned after last year, the Eagles get into the playoffs. Why are you putting them as such underdogs? I don't understand. I still would not put money on them this week. But no, yeah. How can you? How can you put them as more than a touchdown underdog? I know the Saints did it to him. I, I, why? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that's gonna be a good game to watch. I am actually interested in every single one of these games, except for maybe, like you said, the Dallas Rams game just doesn't have the intrigue. No. Every every other one of these games, though, for me, I, I want to watch it. All right. Well, that is about gonna wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Um, we're gonna have some upcoming episodes. We're gonna talk about positional, you know, spots each week. Um, I, we're on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel, Facebook.com yep. slash Fantasy Fuel, and we're still we have our phone number six zero eight four nine two three four four three. So, thanks for catching up with us again after a long layoff. I hope everybody's doing well. Hope you did well in your seasons, made lots of money, and don't forget <laughs> to stay fueled up this off-season. Gold.